This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the It's All About Experience Management podcast, where guests from around the world share with you strategies and easy-to-implement ideas for improving the experience and transforming your business. Your host, Jason S. Bradshaw, has spent decades helping leaders like you and organizations across the world improve the experience and grow their businesses. Now, over to Jason and this week's guest. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the It's All About Experience Management podcast. I'm your host, Jason S. Bradshaw, and it's so great to have you with us today. Joining us is Amanda Rosatza, the POP coach. Now Amanda helps organizations develop their people to create a world-class company culture, all while improving the bottom line. Amanda is the founder of the world's first coaching and training company to leverage the power of popular culture. Amanda, it's great to have you on the show today. Jason, I'm totally pumped to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to the episode. It's always great when we get to catch up. And before we dive into it, I need to ask the question, how does culture impact the experience a business delivers to its customers and or its employees? That is an excellent question. And I'm never quite sure how to answer it because I want to answer it two ways. Can I give you two answers? Give me two answers. I love it. So if the culture is toxic or not where we need it to be, it affects the customer experience and the client experience, our guest experience and our employee experience. That said, if our employee experience and our customer experience and our guest experience and our client experience is not where we need it to be, it affects the culture. So it's kind of like this snake that's eating its tail. So then the question becomes, where do we begin? Yeah. So where do we begin? Exactly. I, so I, for a long time, did focus on everything but leadership. Leadership. Because with amazing leadership, we have leaders that encourage us to create amazing client experience, guest experience, and then amazing employee experience. So I always look first at leadership now. Ah, now when you say leadership, do you mean the C-suite, you know, the CEO, or do you mean the team leader in the company? Everybody. So everybody. Of course, we start with the C-suite, and then we trickle down through the whole leadership tree. So making sure that everybody is on board with what the culture stands for and that they're leading the people in the most effective and greatest possible way. Absolutely makes sense. What a great takeaway to kick us off with. Start with leadership Mm -hmm. to improve the culture of your organization. Now, one thing I didn't share with the audience in the opening was that you were nominated for Queensland Young Entrepreneur of the Year in 2021. Congratulations. Guilty, yes. Thank you very much. Now, I'm going to date myself here, but I was also a finalist in the Entrepreneur Queensland Young Entrepreneur of the Year Awards, but in the late 90s. So um, I'm dating myself there. There now, you go. No, that's awesome. I love that. Now, Amanda, help the audience understand who do you typically work with and what do you help them achieve? So I work with all sizes and all kinds of organizations. My favorite humans to work with are those that provide experiences for other people. So think hospitality, tourism, entertainment, even healthcare. So if we're providing experiences to people, and I mean, that can go anywhere from lawyers to accountants because we can all look at it. And you know this yourself, Jason, we can look at it from that experience management perspective, right? So they're my favorite humans to work with, but I work with all kinds of organizations. 
Now, I understand you're also a graduate of the Disney Institute. Fellow Guilty. Al fellow yes. alumni. Um, yes. And you've earned your Mickey years, as they say. Yes. You were also part of a Disney mastermind over the last couple of years. So it seems like you've really doubled down on the things that Disney does and can teach. Why? Why? Because they're the best at what they do. So starting and how many hours do you have, Jason, just quietly? I won't do that to you. You know. So it's starting from Walt Disney Legacy all the way through up until now, the way they decide to train their people, the way they empower them to make decisions to provide world-class experiences for guests, and that trickles through into all parts of the Walt Disney Company. It's just next level and you know apart from a, a few exceptional other companies no one is doing things to that standard they prioritize the experience side of the business so i don't think anyone listening today is from disney if they are hi to the disney crew. <laughs> but the vast majority either way the vast majority are going to not be on the same mission as Disney. They're not going to have the same scale as Disney. Most of your clients, I'm guessing, aren't the size of Disney. So what insights can someone take from Disney that that are relevant to, you know, the solopreneur, the small business, or, you know, even a national business? All of that is small in terms of Disney Corp. But what insights can they take from from your learnings from the Disney Institute and the Disney Mastermind? Absolutely. So many, so many. So as a solopreneur, if I can touch on that, if you're running your own business, there's so much you can learn from the way that Walt Disney approached the world. Two things I'll share. Walt was an amazing salesperson. So one of the things that re he really doubled down on and he had that charisma and he had that leadership and that vision was being able to sell people on his vision and his mission and his ideas. So that's one thing I would encourage you to learn as a solopreneur. Be an absolute gun and a rock star at selling and having people being able to buy into your vision and your ideas. The second thing that I will share for the solopreneur so being able to sell people on your ideas and also having passion and curiosity. So if you are trying to solve problems within your business, A, you need to be passionate. You need to be willing to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes until it takes. And then you need to have curated curiosity. In order to solve those problems, you need to be able to try different things in different ways until you get the result that you're looking for. You know, I, can, I think there's so many lessons and simple lessons that are so powerful from Disney. One of the things that people often say to me is the Disney parks are so clean, yet they yeah. rarely see custodians cleaning the park. But the reality is Disney's designed the park to have trash cans at the appropriate distance from each other. So it maximizes the likelihood of a guest using it as opposed to throwing it away on the on the ground and that intentionality behind what they're doing is so powerful it's amazing and, and i remember this one jason so walt disney would say i need to be able to stand at any given point within the park and be able to spot a trash can that i can that i can head straight to and i actually test i test other parks and i test locations when I'm in them and I will stand there and I will look around. Can I see a trash can? And the other part of it is, Jason, and you shared, you've shared this with me many a time, they actually 
encourage and empower the team members at Disney, they're all actually picking up the trash. Mm -hmm. It's not just the custodial team. Everybody is keeping house and keeping everything Beautiful. Yeah, well, they understand the difference between accountability. You know, the head of janitorial is accountable for cleanliness in the park. Yeah. But everybody is responsible for making sure that uh, the park delivers on the experience that they're promising. Now, I understand that you've got a special event coming up uh, yes. that might or might not include uh, some Disney focus. Uh, would you like to share with the audience uh, details of the event, what it's about, who's going, what is, who's going to be there and what people can learn? Absolutely. So we have a very special guest joining us at Dreamworld on the Gold Coast on the 23rd of November, which is a Wednesday evening. Now we have Dan Cockerell, who's one of my mentors, and he actually started up the Disney Mastermind that we were talking about earlier. So he was the Vice President of Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, and he is going to share with us some of his best insights around culture and leadership. We also have a very special guest in his wife, who was one of the leaders at Disney Institute. She will be joining us at the event as well. Sounds absolutely fantastic. I've got my ticket. So You do, yes. So the booby prize, if you come along to the event, is you might get to sit next to me and have, have me geek out on Disney stuff. <laughs> Now I That's understand. That's the most fun. <laughs> it will. It will be great fun. Now I also understand that you're a certified Reach ecosystem practitioner and company culture champion. I've never heard of a Reach ecosystem before, and I'm sure many okay. of our audience members haven't. So, so what is it? The Reach ecosystem is amazing. So it is a leadership experience and culture platform. So the idea is that we can onboard all of our humans into the Reach ecosystem and we can benchmark where they are on their personal and professional development journey using surveys, training needs analysis. So we're getting data because culture is one of those things. It's, it's an intangible, right? So in order to work with the culture and understand where we are, we're grabbing onto smoke. So let's get some data. Let's get some tangible stuff that we can work with. That's where the Reach ecosystem comes in. And it's just, it's filled with heaps of tools and practical ways that we can educate our humans, take them on their personal and professional development journey, improve the culture through training and development and setting benchmarks. And it's such, there's so much meat to the Reach ecosystem. I could talk about it all day. The idea, though, is that it's a platform that you can use and it, it's a software that you can use and it fully, can fully integrate with everything that you're already using from a HR and IT perspective and it's just amazing. It's just amazing. That's great. We always can use a good framework to help guide yes. us on our journey and that's what the REACH ecosystem sounds like to me. Now, your bio is quite extensive. I understand you're also the author of a book called The Black Sheep. Yes. What's yes. The Black Sheep, that's a unique title to start with. What's it all about? Right. So when I started on my entrepreneurial journey, I was doing life coaching and more in the personal development space. And Be The Black Sheep to me was about not being afraid to be your true authentic self and standing out. So that that was where my business was originally. And gone through uh, many different phases and flavors over the years and landed here but that's absolutely where I started out and I'm hoping to write a new book in the next 12 months. Ah fantastic I look forward to hearing more about the new book. 
Now, on your website, and we're going to share the details of your website in the show notes, of course, but on your website, you have a free resource, the Culture Pulse. Can you tell yeah. us who that's designed for and what, uh, what can guests get out of it when they download a copy of it? Absolutely. So it's designed to get anyone at any leadership level of the organization thinking strategically about what's happening culturally within the organization. So it's designed to be a temperature check. So it's not a full body scan. We do have that available as a service, but this is a, a bit of a pulse check, a temperature check to see a snapshot of where your culture is at the moment. So it'll ask you a series of questions, get you to tally up the results and then tell you where you sit culturally. That sounds quite intriguing. I wonder whether I'm game enough to do it myself. Now, <laughs> we will share the link uh, to that resource in the show notes. Uh, about this stage in the show, Amanda, I'm sure people are thinking, how can I follow this wonderful person? What's the best way for people to uh, stay in connection with you and to follow your work? Absolutely. I hang out most of the time on LinkedIn. So please give me a follow or a connection request. So it's Amanda Rosata, R-O-S-A-Z-Z-A. If you search for me on LinkedIn, you will find me straight away. I stand out with my colourful hair for sure. Otherwise, please, you can send me an email, amanda at amandarosata.com or just hit up my website, amandarosata.com. Fantastic. Now, Amanda, I haven't asked this question yet, and I'm sure people are wondering, pop culture, business, those two things don't belong together, surely. How, how does that work? That's a great question, and I love it. So there's two, two ways or two lenses that I like to look through. So we look at businesses that have shaped the way we are or shaped us as humans. So Disney, Virgin, Think of all those major companies that have impacted who we are as humans. So that's one way we can look at it. And then the second lens is, I love a good analogy. I love a good story. It's a great way to communicate things to people and get them to understand more complex principles. Say in leadership, for example, I don't run a leadership workshop without running a clip from Ted Lasso. So it's all about helping things to be more relatable, also giving people an emotional connection to what they're learning and making it memorable for people. That makes so much sense. Now, I know that you also have trademarked the term, the culture QR, and you have your own framework to help people uh, create high-performing cultures. Do you want to just very briefly walk us through, you know, what that framework, how that framework operates uh, because you know, it, it looks great to me, but uh, the audience can't see what I can see at the moment. No, that's okay. So we basically look at it. It's a triangle. I love a good triangle. Nice and easy to understand. So we look at the organization through the lens of capability. So our ability to get things done as a business, then there's customer experience, guest experience, and also employee experience. Now, I'm actually shifting my model a little bit, Jason. We've been talking a little bit about leadership experience. So I'm actually thinking of popping that across the bottom of the triangle there, because if we're not bringing in dollars, we're not really in business. So I feel like leadership is, is more important at the bottom of the triangle. So watch this space. Ah, well, we'll have to make sure we keep keep an eye on the evolution of yes. the culture cure. Now, yes. um, the important point there is if you're not bringing in the dollars, you're not in business, and it doesn't matter whether you're a for-profit or a not-for-profit, ev everyone needs money coming in, and of course, how well we perform is driven by the culture of the organization. 
What are your three tips, Amanda, for someone listening today who wants to improve the culture within their business? Absolutely. First one I say to everyone, this will change your life, change your organisation, ask for feedback. So as leaders in an organisation, we're always prepared to give feedback. We might have learned how to give really effective feedback. The clincher is being able to ask for feedback. So the next time that one of your team members doesn't perform where you wanted them to perform, ask them something along the lines of, hey, I want to see you do reach this level next time. I want to see you get up there. I know you're capable of it. What can I do to help you to do better next time? So ask for for feedback around how you can help them be the best possible human they can be. So that's my first tip. Second one would be, and we touched on this before, and this is definitely a Disneyism. It's not my fault, but it is my problem. So it's that accountability piece, that extreme ownership piece. So really being prepared. If you see the piece of trash on the ground, if you see there's a customer in the waiting area or a client in the waiting area, go and serve them. Be responsible for every facet of the business, not just what is within your job description. That would be number two. And the last one I would say is just rewarding effort. So as a society, we're very much around let's reward the person that hit their KPIs or got their stretch sales target. What if we saw someone that was there until 10 p.m. every night and they still missed out on hitting their sales target? We need to reward those people for effort. We need to reward the people that are showing up when we, uh, when we show them that they're seen, heard and understood and we're there to help them and empower them to do better next time, they are going to crush it for us. When It's when we ignore the effort and we just put all of our focus on results that things fall by the wayside and we could lose a team member that could have been our A team player. So uh, they're my three tips. That makes uh, absolute sense to me. And as I'm listening... The- to you there's so much that is intertwined with each other and yes would you say it's fair that the leader should take a partnership approach with their employees as opposed to a master slave type approach absolutely they need to be come with me vibes so we're doing this together and i'm standing beside you not over you it's definitely come with me so yeah not do as i say so absolutely and does it apply for the 60-year-old that works for me and the 18-year-old? Is it, is, it a, is it common across all ages? Yeah, look, it, that is a tough one. And this is probably one of the most common questions that I get asked. If you're a younger leader and you've got someone within the organisation that's been there and, you know, maybe they've been with the organisation longer than you've been alive, it happens, mm. hey, There's a perfect opportunity to leverage everything that they know about the organization and the industry. So go and partner with them. Sit them down and say, hey, you have been here. You know all the ins and outs of the organization. I'm just so amazed by the wealth of knowledge and everything that you have to offer. Can you help me out by buddying up and mentoring some of the younger staff to create an alliance with them? Absolutely. So, And it's not about, you know, just putting them in the corner and telling them what to do and making them do their job. There's so, you know, from, let's let's take off the culture hat. Let's put on the knowledge management hat for a red hot second. There is so much there that they can instill into your other team members. 
and when they're again when they're seen heard and understood for who they are and their experience and the wealth of knowledge that they have they're going to really shine into that and lean into it i love that seen heard and understood mm -hmm. works with everyone doesn't matter what age they are or their background so fantastic takeaway from you there now amanda we've spoken a little bit about disney and how they are always put up in held up in a great light around their focus on their culture on the guest experience on their cast members they're not perfect but they certainly are seen as one of those shining lights who in australia would you think is leading the way when it comes to living a culture that makes a difference oh my goodness that's a great question that's such a tough one there's so many. So I work with some really amazing organizations and you know what? I'm going to pick on, I'll pick on a couple. Do I need to pick a theme park, Jason? I just no, clarify you, can, this. you can, you can pick your local bakery. If that's, if that's the one that we should model. I love it. Okay. So one of the things that I'm going to pick on the reach ecosystem here. So one of the things that I love about the reach ecosystem. So when Paul originally created it, his mission was to ensure that every team member within any organization across the world had equal opportunity to personal and professional development. So part of the REACH ecosystem is that everyone, no matter where they are within the organization, has access to the same learning and development dashboard and they have access to the same trainings under the same umbrellas and anyone, whether they're you know, custodial or they're the CEO, they can go on their personal and professional development journey and they can learn all about leadership, customer experience, all of those things. And they, they have a benchmark to where they started and they can actually see how they've grown over the years with the organization. So that's something that I'm really pumped about because often we just train our star performers or we just train our people at the top. But having that ecosystem in place where everyone gets Equal access to all of the training is super important to me and it's one of the reasons uh, why I'm such a huge advocate for it. Mm, makes perfect sense. And, of course, when we democratise access to learning materials and knowledge, we create an environment where people can grow. And quite often people can you know, prove us wrong, our worst thoughts about them wrong, given the opportunity to to grow and have the right resources. So fantastic example of a company there making a difference to the culture and the operations of businesses around the world. Now, before we wrap up today, Amanda, I have one very last question for you. Of course. What's one thing a list the listener should do as soon as this episode wraps to help improve the experiences they or their business delivers? Okay, absolutely, absolutely. So. I want you to think of the last challenging experience you had. Was it with one of your team members? Was it with a client or a customer? I want you to, as soon as you stop listening, as long as it's at an appropriate hour of the day or night, I want you to reach out to them. I want you to leverage that curiosity and the passion that you have for the organization. And I want you to say, I'm curious, hey, the last interaction we had, it didn't go as well as I would have liked it to. What, what can we do? How, how can we work together to move past this? Now, if it's a client or a customer, say you could say something along the lines of, hey, I understand that you didn't have the best experience when we, when we last spoke. Let's do something about that. 
you can say something similar to the team member. You can ask them, hey, I realized that the last interaction we had wasn't, wasn't where I wanted it to be. Uh, let me know, was it where you wanted it to be? What can we do about that? Leverage that curiosity and see where it takes you. I love that takeaway for everyone. Uh, reinforcing your point about being curious on purpose and what greater way to improve the experiences we deliver than just asking that additional question to understand how things could have been different. Amanda, it's been my absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Can't wait to do it again soon. Fantastic. And for everyone listening along, remember to check out the show notes for the link to Amanda's uh, website, her free giveaway and to her socials. And of course, I'd really appreciate if you could like this show and share it with your colleagues. I'm Jason S. Bradshaw. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. And don't forget to check out any bonus content mentioned in today's episode at allaboutxm.com. You can find more information about Jason at jasonsbradshaw.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.